start recording and whatever whatever we talk about we talk about and we'll see where if any of it's usable <laughs> that's that's a very optimistic statement <laughs> <laughs> welcome to this old app a podcast about learning coding smashing stuff together breaking things apart startups failing winning and any other buzzwords we can think of it is working well um so we're talking about our first test run of the prototype, essentially. Right. And so you say, I've kind of observed from afar, um, but what you say it's working well in, in what way? Like, what is it helping with? So the, the, the goal of it all was to eliminate um, eliminate individuals in the field texting individuals in the office and that information not getting disseminated to everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, so what it, what it's eliminated is it's eliminated those individuals in the office receiving individual texts, the texts in the field are, are sending it to the, the system we've set up and, except for a couple of odd errors we're getting, it's working just fine. Um, I have not heard from the technicians in the field at all that they don't think something got through. Mm -hmm. um, I think I'd see it in Twilio uh, because at the very least, if they texted the number, Twilio would receive it. It's just a question of Twilio got it into the system. Um, and I look at the Twilio log every day and every message in Twilio is hitting our system. Yeah. Twilio is pretty stable as long as you follow the, the pattern of send them an SMS to this number, we'll do something with it. I mean, it's up right. to us to, to do something with a web hook that's fired every time they get something. Right. Um, and that, that, that was, that was the one thing we had to fix was we had that weird looping error, um, which was just an indexing issue, uh, of course. Yeah. Um, and that was causing the two, it, it was causing the system to report a 404, uh, maybe a 500, I don't remember. It was a, a non 200 back to Twilio. <laughs> well, think about um, it this which, way the error, it was causing an error, and my code, I believe, was sending back a 403. That's it right. should have it should have been a five hundred, right? But I was sending back a four hundred three for any error, which is essentially is you don't have authorization. I think um, that sounds right. And so, so it was like you're not authorized. It's really more of you can't loop over this. There's only one record. So yeah, it was just a it was poor feedback on the status on the code. I think so. What what that was causing was. It would, it would actually send, so because it was failing on the second iteration of the loop, when there was only one thing to loop over, the initial thing to loop over was working. So, yeah. and, uh, and actually that applies to multiple. If it was two or three things that had to loop on, it was failing on the N plus one. Yeah. So, so it didn't really cause anything except for an error in Twilio. What happened when we 
took away that error in Twilio, is now Twilio sending back a 200. And now the techs are going to, um, the technicians in the field were getting an okay back every time they sent a message in because that was the 200 translating into an okay text. Uh. Um, so I, I, what I ended up having to do is uh, Twilio has a, a language they call Twimmel. Yeah. Uh, that I just had to send an empty response back. So I think it's, it's still got the 200, but if it gets the empty response, then it doesn't do anything with it. I'm curious if we can send back a 201 or a 202, which is essentially okay with nothing. I wonder if that would do the same thing. I mean, I'm fine with twi- Twilum or Twimmel or whatever, but uh, even, I think even cleaner would be just a status code of, of 201, but I don't care at this point. Um, yeah. So we know, so the other issue was the timeout. Um, because one of your folks twice got a timeout on what she was posting and you sent, you sent the same thing. So I think our discussion yesterday is probably like Slack. This is a requirement of Slack. It requires a three second response. Um, anytime they, their side sends out a webhook request. Right. And it's up to the server to just say, got it, and then do the work on the side. They, it's an AC, they almost want it, they're almost by design asynchronous. They just are pinging the like, hey, did this server get our request? Cool. Take care of it yourself. Let us know you got it. If you didn't, we're going to act like you did, like the server sucks essentially <laughs> to the user is all I can gather from that. So we have to eliminate what I had. Like the, when I first set this up, um, on the Slack side, I basically said, tell Slack we got it and then go do the work on the side and then send back a prescribed response to the channel. And then I learned, oh, I can just send this all back in one big swoop, not thinking, not knowing about the three second rule. And now I think that's causing the problem is that we need to go back to what I started with, which was... Just tell Slack you got it, do your work, send back a prescribed response. But if I'm not mistaken, the the error we're getting is not the three-second error. It's the H12 Heroku error, right? Well, at first we were getting the three-second, and then the second one, which I think is a coincidence, was the 30-second timeout from Heroku. Okay. And my guess is that the Heroku side didn't get a response from Firebase is my assumption. But it's, it's like when you look on the the last two days, there's only one 30-second timeout error. So I think it was a hiccup. Um, yeah, and there's, there's actually a page on Heroku's um, support about H12 errors in Node.js. Oh, really? Yeah, and they say there's a, uh, they say there's a something you can install for Express. Um, which will drop a long-running request. Hmm. So I'll drop that. I'll drop that in Slack. Um, okay. And take a look at it. See how relevant you think it is. So really, like, 
at this point, um, like this is a, this is a weird, this is a different type of project for me in a way because usually I'm the only one coding, and I just have business requirements thrown at me, and I just keep on coding my way. And right now I'm like letting go of carrying and like right now I don't like how we do our payloads on Chasm on the um, Express middleware and stuff. Because um, so you converted it all to an array and that doesn't, I don't like that. <laughs> but I don't, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter right now. Um, so I'm not going to make an effort to change it at the moment. It's more about, um, I guess you setting the priority for what works for your business. Like how, what is the next step to make this better? And I guess this, I guess my goal is to continually build more requirements because then we're going to re-engineer it anyway around those requirements that we don't know about. Right. So, so here, here's, here's where we're going to run into two issues. And I, th I think we're, I think we're, getting close to this point. So we have a few more things we could add to it that would be relevant to anyone. Um, uh, conversation history is one of them. Mm -hmm. um, Which I actually am working on. But go ahead. Adding and listing the directory from the slash command is another. Yep. And that might be it. To, to where it's it's usable. Now, all that said, there are then additional requirements that we specifically can use. And I feel that's on me to just fork it at some point and, and load those off into there. So I'll give you a couple examples because um, this is this is something you asked you asked mm -hmm. the other day about, I think so a technician sends in an update for a work order. Mm -hmm. We use Trello to, to maintain the history and the status of our work orders. Um, mm -hmm. It's essentially our, our knowledge base of what's going on. It would be beneficial to us for there to be some way to say when that comes in, have some way to say, send this piece of information to this Trello card and look up this Trello card by its work order number. Um, but that's all our business specific. It's not necessarily something that the rest of the world needs. Yeah, but, well, no, no, no. I think you should phrase it as the way that we do, I would say that the reference to a work order is not necessarily unique. The way that you do it is unique. The way that you execute the reference to Trello is probably unique. The fact that someone would need it is, is not. Yeah, but uh, we're, we're only going to write... We're only going to write it to uh, to Trello. You can only abstract it so much. No, um, I, I agree. I agree. Because for others, they might have homegrown stuff that doesn't have APIs, so there's no way we could get that information anyway. 
Um, should we mm-hmm. write it yeah. with that in mind? Yes, we should write it with that in mind, but I just don't think it's, it's there. Um, the other thing that is probably more universally useful is when an attachment is sent. So it's working real well that when pictures are sent in, they're, they're showing in, in the chat as well. Yeah. Again, a place to say a button to say, save this picture to this work order. So we save all our pictures to a directory named after the work order. Um, so building an interface and we do it on OneDrive. building an interface interface to OneDrive and to G drive. That's probably more useful. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's an ancillary one we can add on as a, maybe you'll use this, maybe you won't sort of thing. Um, so then let's ask a question. Let's, do you think that this is a, a trinket, a little plugin that is just like, Hey, y'all can add this if you want to your business but you don't have a need to pay for it? Or do you think this is still a service that we could build more of an interface for the directory management, the message collection, the ability for companies to do just this siloing of the text SMS and other communications? Do you still feel that this is a service that people like your company would pay for if we brought it up to a business class type of interface. I, I, I do still think there's commercial potential. Yes. Okay. It's a question of how far do we go with it? Um, because on one hand it can stop at the, it can stop at the level of, this is just a way to consolidate text, text messages. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's useful in and of itself. You can go all the way to the other extreme of this is how to manage all your work and the consolidation of the text messaging is just a small piece of it. Um, I think over the next 12 to 18 months, that's what I will have built out is our own homegrown system. And that's probably a lot on me. Um, What's the commercial potential for that? I don't know. There are already a ton of things out there like that. So it's hard to jump into a noisy pond. Well, it's, it's really about to me, um, Knowing what the majority of companies, not the, what they're using, what are, what are they not being able to get done with these systems? Like almost all of these homegrown management systems have gaps. And if we, if we are saying like, Hey, look, you talk to one company, like you discuss with one company, we don't even allow our people in the field to use SMS because we don't want to deal with this fractured communication platform. So right there, it's like, hey, text messaging is really great from the field. Pictures can go across it. Text can go across it. 
The devices are relatively cheap or can be cheap. Um, and it's a way to have quick communication when there's no Wi-Fi. All these reasons make SMS still a great tool. And so, of course, the development, the developing world still uses SMS like crazy. So the idea that a company is going to say, don't use that channel because it causes problems is almost weird, except that the fractured communication is a problem for anyone trying to dispatch a bunch of people in the field. So we're going to solve that problem with this, essentially, because when I look at right. it from from an outsider standpoint, I'm watching that channel and I'm like, wow, that's better. There's three people in the office able to see what each person's doing and you're not yelling it across to each other necessarily right. um, on the back channel, which is to me terrific. So I definitely can see it. And then I think about, okay, Slack is too much. Like Slack is for a humongous enterprise organization at that scale. What everyone needs is a very simple channel that everyone at the executive level can jump on at the middle management level and in the field. And each one, each party accesses it as they need or as they typically do. And so Slack to me is our example of a chat channel. But to me, it's just maybe if your team uses Slack, cool. If you don't, then either we use an open source chat channel or we build our own because it's really not well, that hard to do at a yeah. simple level. And, and, and that's, I've, uh, that's where I've expressed that we're going to go eventually. Right. Is, yeah. is we started building this, this particular project in Slack because that's what we currently use. We currently use Slack be, is because that's what I set up. 18 months ago for us to use in the office to intercommunicate. It still doesn't go great, um, but it, it works to some degree. That said, there's nothing tying us to Slack at the moment. Um, yeah. We could certainly use something else. We could certainly, uh, where, where I think this goes eventually is I would like to see it go to uh, uh and there, there are probably bad reasons for this, but I'd like to see it go to a web page based, browser based. Um, oh, yeah, to that's where, possible. To where part of the page is that chat channel. Um, and then you've got all sorts of fun things you can do is when a work order pops up in that chat channel, it can be its own little link to where if you click on it on another part of the page, the information of that work order pops up. Um, yeah. And then everything's in one place. Um, but that gets back to what I was talking about, about if we get there, all of a sudden we built a field service application. No longer have we built a, a, uh, a text consolidation uh, uh, application. And but, there's nothing to say that you can't build both. But here's you, the thing. I... I agree with you to an extent of Slack in and of itself is just a chat room. And all the other stuff that we add to make it work better are plugins that they didn't really build. They've built the API. So when you talk about working with Trello, I look at it, I think of it as, okay, a plugin. Now that doesn't mean that we're building 
that we're going to build a Trello for this system, we're saying if someone were to come and say, hey, we use Pivotal. I don't know why a company in that field would be using Pivotal, but if they came in and said, we're using Pivotal or God help them, Jira, we would say, okay, how do you use Jira? And if they told us we use Jira, we link to cards and just like with Trello, then we would say, okay, we've got a plugin that will take a link that you, if you do like pound W-O for work order and you give us the ID to the card, we'll create a link that they can click on and then it'll open it up on their phone or their computer. So to me, it's a matter of us knowing more about the other companies and what they're using. Like, I think the wrong play is to say, we've got a, we've built a brand new work order management system and it comes with communications because that's just like the last thing that any company wants to do is to use a new tool that forces them to, swap out a previous one. Right. Uh, I, I agree. So I think it's like, I think your idea of attaching Trello is only, you think it's as a completely unique thing for you because you don't expect other companies to be using that. But what I'm thinking is that is exactly the path this will take of plugins related to all the various work order systems and our job is not to replace the work order system. It's to attach to it. Right. So when I was asking you about work orders on the other day, I was really asking, I was really trying to get to this point of how do we connect to Trello with this thing for you? <laughs> I wasn't trying to say, can I build you a work order platform? Yeah. I was and, really and- wanting to say. And that was that was the next step is how do we connect to Trello, right? Um, mm-hmm. Let's let's finish up the the text consolidation tool with the features we think it needs to to for 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 um, you know directory management and things like that. But then we'll take the next step of hooking it into a, build, abstracting it enough so that we can hook it to Trello or any of the other things that are being used, but. Just so you're aware, there are literally thousands of of these things. So that's why I'm I'm pessimistic that it makes sense to try and tie it to a lot of these other things because we're going to be writing integrations for each one. We're going to talk to one company. They're going to be using Service Fusion. We're going to be talking to another. They're going to be using Service Titan. We're going to talk to another. They're going to be using Jobber. There, there, there's, there's, and and who knows what the APIs into all those things are if they even exist. Do we know of a company that maybe has gone down the path where they were working with I don't know education institutions that had a lot of different learning management platforms? And I've heard the same thing from. <laughs> okay. I mean, yes. He, he, Yes, so that's what I guess. <laughs> with the, that, that's all we we're only with one, two, three. We're only with three learning management systems, and sure. each time we do it, it's a significant effort. Okay, so it's is it possible? Yes, but we're talking about that in that space. We're talking about learning management systems, of which the majority is four, maybe. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas on well, the I other side, it. we're talking about field field management service, uh, field service management solutions, of which the answer is there's an infinity amount of them. But I guess my the thing that I would stress here is that there I know the difference between what I just said on the education and yeah, the learning. But what I guess I'm what I'm saying is you, the field is so undisciplined and so behind from a technical standpoint that if we provide a few solutions to like, Hey, instead of you're using this web order, like we can go out and determine what are the more advanced API accessible work order platforms that are out there. What do we think you may want to use if you were to decide to, to, if you love our tool and you're going to switch to a work order platform, which one would you probably use? And we get to, in a way, say, by the way, Work Order Inc. out of Seattle has a really good platform. And we will, if you decide to switch to that, we'll have a plugin for you because they're advanced, they're moving forward, they're gaining customers, whatever. And in a way, we steer it like the industry because otherwise, yeah, it's like, yeah, we can't connect to, to note post-it notes on your desk <laughs> like that's impossible and but what we're able to do is say like hey there's some these are the more technically advanced companies in this field that are easy to work with and we will provide those plugins because it makes this our service more accessible as you advance like that's and, i guess my thinking if 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 I can go one step further by taking us back a step, I, th- I don't I don't know which direction I'm going with this. Yeah. <laughs> so what if so so why why did we focus? And you said this. You said this 15 minutes ago. Why did we focus on consolidating SMS? Because this was the biggest problem that you were facing. But why you- why SMS? Why not build an app that they can install on their phones? Because you don't want to deal with people in the field having to install an app on a phone that may be of low cost or the inability to to put native apps on it. Right. And, And it requires data, whereas SMS and MMS require data, but usually work a little bit more reliably than, than apps as far as um, connectivity. So what if, <clears throat> one of the next iterations is also the technician in the field being able to send a command in to that number to request information on a work order. If, if the technician can also say uh, something to the effect of priority work orders, and then what it can report back is Work order one, two, three is due tomorrow. Work order four, five, six is due Tuesday. Work order seven, yeah. eight, nine is due Wednesday. And give it to them in order. And then they can respond back with, okay, give me details on one, two, three. Yeah. So yes, they can run that. That can be a goal is to allow the technicians to be able to do a lot through text messaging. Um we're selling them short by saying they can't do uh, mobile apps, but I know that on conference calls I've sat in with other companies, there are certainly companies that have said, 
my technicians don't have smartphones. Mm-hmm. So allowing the SMS part of it is certainly a, a good way to go. Um, I don't, I don't know, but what five years from now, it'll all be moot, moot and there won't be a choice. Um, it'll have to be web app, but we're not solving for five years. We're solving for now. Yeah. But really like my priority right now is tr- totally to, f- for you to expand finding out the need and until you can definitively say that you feel like, man, I've talked to so many people, they wouldn't use this even if I showed it to them. Okay. No, I, I'm not going to get there until we've got a demoable thing that we've writ- built a video for. Okay. Um, and, and, and I've showed it to 20 people and they're like, yeah, that doesn't solve any of our problems. And that, <clears throat> what I would really want out of that discussion is I want a demo video. And then I want them to say no. And I'll be like, okay, why no? And what one thing would make you say yes? I, I just, in my heart, I do not believe that this is a dog. The question is, does it supplement income for the people that developed it? I, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm most curious about. Yeah, it's got to get to the. It's got to at least get to the point of being worth our time. Um, yeah. And but how how far away are we? I don't know. So that but again, that's that's startup risk. So that's not a big deal. So what I what I will do is I will write probably a small thesis on. Here's how we work. Here's what the challenges we face. Yeah. And what I want to hear is you're like, yeah, we use this tool called connect like wo connect and god it's a piece of shit and that's that's right. and that's what that's getting. what i want to hear i want to hear them talk about it because th- we're talking about slack here slack was is a 2 year old company th- maybe 3 and it replaced aim it replaced uh about for IRC, it replaced the existing products that, and it doesn't do a tremendous amount different, except it opened up the ability to connect, and it probably does better user interface, and they allowed it to be used on multiple platforms. But what did they? But IRC could do a lot of that, and so could AIM, and Yammer. I used Yammer freaking 10 years ago to build the fantasy sports stuff. Oh, I hated it. Yeah, but man. I loved it. I hated it. Well, I man. hated it too at the end because they kept on adding features and Microsoft got it. But my point is there is no such thing as incumbents that are 100% protected if you get to solving the problem efficiently. And that's what Slack is now right. facing competition because they have added so many enterprise features that they are now becoming the Jira of chat. And that is not what the people in your industry need. They need something right. they don't hate that is efficient and actually says we're not adding that feature because it makes us too enterprisey. That's what I think they want. So, so here's what I here's what I'm going to do, and we can use this for just our own benefit. We can use this on this old app if we think it's interesting. 
is I will I will write a little uh, write something up and and talk maybe even talk through it as I'm writing it up. Something about how we do yeah. work, and then I'm going to do the same thing. Write something up, talk myself through it. Of if I could have everything I wanted in order to make my work order management easy, what would that yes. look like? Then that that that's a couple piece data points, and then I'll take that and break them into issues within the, within GitHub and we'll sort it out. Yeah. Okay. On top of that, I got to build the website. On no, top yeah, of that, that's, <laughs> that's what's, but that's the thing is thinking about the building of it is what slows down the brainstorming. And what I don't, what I need from you is the brainstorming. And I don't want you to put yeah. any weight on the scope. If you told me, that that's that, I have been I have been you can so you can that. write down on a card I want the ability to teleport a contractor into an Arkansas store from the Everglades and I would be like interesting <laughs> idea I don't know the scope of it but you put it on there that's fine that's what I you can't you're gonna kill our idea ideation or whatever the heck you call it if you say well. We got to have a website for that. And then you kill it as not plausible or out of scope. And I'm like, that's what brainstorming, brainstorming right. should have none of that. So I think we should uh, use this recording. Yeah. My problem with it is the length. So I may try and get in there and, and do like I did with the other one. Did you listen to the other one I did for I the product design? Cause we were, I was waiting for, all right. So what I did with that is I, I would cut pieces out and, and I have a little fast forward reel to reel mm -hmm. fast forward sound. Oh, okay. And I just put that in there to say like, Hey, we skipped ahead in cool. the discussion. Hello. So done. if you just want to listen to that and see what you think of that, that that's fine. Okay. Um, um, but yeah, I'll, I'll continue to work on I, I will I will take this apart and see what I can do with it. But I don't I, I do worry about it but just being boring if it's not. Well here's wrong. the thing. If you are a new developer and trying to see how projects and startups go, hearing how this is the mundane discussions that happen. So Yeah. I know I as long as we preface the I episode listen to two that, dudes okay on that. a podcast, not us, two other guys on a podcast talk about their careers and what they're doing of the week. And one guy is doing a startup now. One guy took a new gig. And why do I listen to them? Because right. it reminds me a little bit of what I think about. And also, I make predictions based on like one of them quit his job, started to do a startup. And I'm like, you know what? He's going to last two months. Because he had no direction and every week it was like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm it's like it helps me to kind of think about reflect on what I'm doing. And it steers right. me a little bit because I'm like, oh, I sound just like him. <laughs> and then I get back on track. So <laughs> I did like people can fast forward or not listen if they don't want to to this whole episode. Um, 
We're, we are definitely getting different traction on episodes of CTO and OLAP based on subject. Like this week, yeah. we just stormed out of the gates yeah. on choosing a tech stack. The previous week, identity heft, really low. People, people still don't care about security and passwords as much as I do. And so, right, exactly. you know, it's like... <laughs> It's really, and I'm like this with podcasts. I listen to Wes Boss and his buddy talk all the time, Scott Talinsky. And there's certain episodes I'm like, I don't care. Like, they, is jQuery dead? I just don't give a shit. Like, I know what it, I know what jQuery is. Yeah. I, I, but when they do. I, I'm with you. I, I don't listen to But when they do an episode, episode on, and when they, when they do an episode on burnout, I don't listen to it because I feel like I've conquered that. But when they do an episode on testing, I love the whole thing. So I get to pick and choose, and I sure. think people will too. And we just don't care. The fun, have Have you heard of the the startup podcast by Gimlet? Oh yeah, I've listened. I, I've, well, I listened to the first two seasons, and then they started going in oh, okay. a different format. <laughs> so if you listen to the first season, then you know we're essentially doing the same thing. Yes. They just have better because editing. I'm just now <laughs> listening to the first season. I'm like, oh, this is what we're doing. Yeah, but they and it's interesting too to listen to that first season. And I've kind of paid attention to them as they've grown. In some ways, I think it's still a unprofitable. People are sinking money into it operation, and they're doing great work. But I don't know that they've hit hit. They haven't struck gold on their episodes on their. Series. Oh, just wait, I. I just wait because I have not even started. We haven't even gotten far enough within um, with this old app for me to really go off my rant on building a startup with the VC mindset. Oh yeah. oh yeah, I haven't even started that yet. Oh, I know. Just wait. You, you get me going, and I'm, I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go off the rails. But my point is, because it, I don't think we need to worry about. Like, yeah, we don't want episodes to go too long, but yeah. people can skip it if they want. Maybe, maybe it splits into maybe it splits into a couple episodes too, because we talked about a couple different things. Yeah. Okay, so I will I will take I'll take the intro. I'll take the intro and pop it onto that design discussion we had. Yeah. And that can be the first one about that one. Okay. And then I will Like I said, I'll cut this one up too. All right. All right. Thanks for listening to This Old App. Show notes and previous episodes can be found on our website at www.thisoldapp.online. Reviews on Apple iTunes are always appreciated and help promote the show. For questions, comments, or things you would like to hear on future shows, please email us at hello at thisoldapp.online. Show music is Guns Blazing by Fab Claxton, licensed by Pond5. Voiceover work by makingvoices.com. You'll hear from us soon.